It's another Sunday night in comedy, and boy, do we need it. The pandemic is out, but World War III is in, and live stand-up is back, baby. We are checking in with three friends of the show, bringing their own brand new, out loud, outrageous antics to the stage in an all-new showcase. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Oh Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. To be where I'm going in the sunshine of your love. Welcome back to an all new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto and of course streaming coast to coast. Canada wide and planet Earth wide on the Global News Radio Network. And by the way, you probably shouldn't be watching the news right now. You should be <laughs> listening to our little comedy radio show instead. Stay away from the news. Everything is terrible. Yes, guess what? The pandemic is kind of over now. Things literally just reopened like two days ago, but we're teetering on the edge of nuclear war and the climate is falling apart. So everybody right now just needs to not watch that stuff and listen to comedy. We have our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How are you doing, buddy? It's a mix of emotions this week. I mean, good and bad on all accounts. It is, it's, you know, here in, especially here in Toronto and here in Ontario, you know, we had so many lockdowns. And of course, you know, we've been talking for months about how live comedy is like, it's back, it's off, it's on again, it's off. It's like road hockey in Wayne's world. But now it's finally opened up again. <laughs> so it's a mixed bag of emotions because it's like, yes, live comedy festivals people are in restaurants and bars life finds a way but now now it's like except probably world war three i don't know uh and of course vince not that we had any shortage of losses in the comedy world last year of course we you know quite a few here at home in canada of course the comedy icon norm Macdonald. we said goodbye to him last year uh lost another one of the great ones this week another one of the i would say founding fathers of canadian comedy definitely a veteran lawrence morgenstern who was actually one of the very early on guests of this very show back in the old sandra carusi days but way back in season one yeah this one kind of hit a little close to the chest i love morgan uh lawrence sorry <laughs> morgan i love lawrence uh morgan lawrence stern yes yeah, Lawrence Morgenstern, sorry. I love Lawrence when he came on, but mostly um, catching that guy live, he was so quick on the spot. His banter, he would have been like, if the roasts were like a big thing in Canada, because I know like the celebrity roasts and everything are huge in the States, he would have been like the best roast master general. He was he Jeff Ross before Jeff Ross. He was an awesome, off-the-cuff uh, comic. Uh, great shows with Psychic Nikki he used to do. Yeah, uh, where it's like you need to do a reading from the audience and Lawrence was right there, to, you know, just to uh, stick it in you. Which, but, by you the know, way, uh, Psychic Nikki, you know, we had her on for New Year's two years ago, right before COVID hit. Boy, is there two years of pretty huge red flags that she didn't see coming. I got to yeah. we got to get her back on and go, where were you on that one, champ? But anyway, <laughs> even though we love her, but yeah, I mean, Lawrence Morgenstern, he was always a pleasure to gig with. He was always a lot of fun in the green room and just, you know, it was great picking his brain and talking shop about comedy because he'd been around. He'd been in every writer's room. He'd been on the stage with everybody. It was like watching a one-man writer's room sort of in real time. And he used to always bust my chops about my collection of life failure garbage tattoos that are all over the place. So uh, 
You know, Lawrence Morgenstern, you will be missed. Uh, he was always one of our favorites here on Inside Jokes. But in the spirit of getting things off our chest and ranting about what's going on in the world around us, we got three friends of the show joining us tonight. They've come together. They're doing a brand new dinner and show, which is a very big thing in Montreal. They're doing it here in Toronto. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot to vent about. So it's, yeah. that's enough. That's enough. I got to really nail the Italian. That's story. enough. That's enough, and it's coming here to Toronto April 1st, so we're going to talk to these guys about it and find out what that show's all about. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you eye-roll so very hard at the insane garbage fire we're, we're all stuck in. I was so excited this week. I was thinking, wow, after two seasons, we're finally going to get rid of all of the pandemic slogans that we've been using for Hakeem. Nope, because now we're going into World War Three, so <laughs> we're going to have to just keep on going with the terrible plugs. That's fine. The world's collapsing, but live comedy is back. I know we've been saying that for like two seasons straight now. We've been going, it's back, live shows, and then it closes again, and it's back, and it closes again, especially in Toronto and Montreal. But now it is finally on. Live shows are back, and we got a very special showcase. It's a dinner and a show. It's a whole evening. It's a whole event coming here to Toronto. That's a enough. And I'm going <laughs> to really try, really try and sell that pronunciation. All of our Italian comics on the panel are all shaking their heads and eye rolling at me right now. Nothing new. Uh, first up on the panel, we have Joe and Trisha from, okay, I'm going to try, Iposi Entertainment. Iposi. How do I say this, Joe and Trisha? Ipazzi. Ipazzi Entertainment. So you guys are bringing this show, That's a Enough, to Toronto here April 1st, which is, I mean, I love you have a killer lineup on the show. They're joining us on the panel shortly. Uh, and it's so good to see this stuff happening again. I think audiences are, you know, literally starved for live comedy, which is good because dinner and a show. But I mean, just to see these big theater shows finally happening again, we've been waiting and chomping at the bit so long for this. Uh, so we wanted to get into it with both of you first. How did this whole, how did you form this whole thing? I know dinner and a show is a really, it's quite a big concept in Montreal pretty pretty new to toronto it's not really a common thing here yet mm -hmm. trish you want so to take I, over yeah sure um so we initially uh worked together on another project where joe uh has an apparel company and i do the marketing for the apparel company and we had gone to a dinner and dance and with uh my experience in doing corporate events and and joe with the italian heritage um, we felt that, you know, we wanted to, uh, do a dinner and dance and, uh, do a comedy show. And most of us, most people, and I'll kind of just say about the name, most people would think we're a little bit crazy hosting <laughs> an event during a pandemic with all these mandates. So the Ipazzi entertainment group was fitting, um, as the name of the company. So this is our first show. Um, and we are excited about it. Well, and I mean, it is, you know, we were talking, of course, to lots of comics in Montreal and, you know, we have have some Montreal on the panel again this week, but we're always talking to friends over in Montreal. And I mean, you know, here in Toronto, all of our comedy clubs were closed most of the time. It kind of ping pong back and forth. Montreal had it even worse. I mean, it was, you know, there was curfews and everything was strictly locked down. And in Montreal, live shows, I mean, yeah, the dinner and a show concept, comedy shows in general in Montreal just have this very... It, it, it always feels like an event you know you're not just going and sitting in a crowd and watching comics do their thing 
it it always feels like an event. It's a night out. It's it's sort of a big celebratory thing. It's the Montreal joie de vivre. So it's interesting seeing that concept come to Toronto. And I th- obviously, especially in Italian Canadian comedy, there's a huge audience for that here, of course. Yeah, yes. Uh, so definitely. Um, the concept is, like you said, it's a night out. Um, and especially at the, this, this time in our day um, with what's going on in the world, it's fitting. Um, now that, you know, restrictions are being lifted and mandates are being, you know, lifted as well. The opportunity and the timing is just right for everyone. It's 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 exciting for everyone. We've had positive feedback. How people are so excited to come, and again, it's a night out to celebrate, to have fun. It really is, and I mean, I know, and we have the angry Sicilian on our panel coming up shortly too. I know comics have been. I feel like comics everywhere for the last two years had just been sort of green miling around in the corner, just pacing back and forth, going like, "Let me get up there." There's so much I need to vent about right now. And I think audiences are dying for that too. I mean, we saw in, in Dece- back in December here in Toronto, right before the last lockdown, we were talking to the folks at Second City, at Comedy Bar. They were so packed and sold out night after night, even with half capacity, that they were opening up new venues. And then, of course, it all shut down again. So, I mean, it was just proof that audiences have been stuck at home watching the news, watching social media, seeing all this same horrible stuff. They just really want to get out and experience live comedy again and be able to release all that. Uh, So we're going to kick it open to our panel, find out who is on this show. We got some old friends of the show who have certainly joined us the last two years um, during these times of radio on Zoom. First up, we got Lu Siciliano Rajatu. See, I remember the pronunciation, right? The angry Sicilian. How you getting doing, buddy? You're getting better, man. You're getting better. Right? That's pretty good. Two years, pretty good. So I just every time it gets a little bit better. Yeah. That's the best one I'll crank out all day, by the way. Just yeah, so you for know. sure. No, you're getting better. Every single time I, I, I see or or I talk to you, you get better and better. I'm so excited because we, I mean, all of you on the panel, we've talked to you all during the pandemic. And I mean, you guys have all stayed busy. You're doing online online content, which I know, of course, that's where you came from to begin with. Uh, But it's nice to finally see you guys hitting a proper theater show together again and getting out on stage doing what you should be doing. We got another friend of the show, Mark Anthony Sinagoga. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. This is great. It's nice to uh, have you on the panel again as you and not your alter ego, Doug Ford. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's great. I mean, he made some good announcements today. No, no mask. What is it? No, no man. uh, No. What is it? No passports. There no you passports. Okay. You know why? Because uh, we're all going to die soon anyways. <laughs> oh. I know. No, he's like, hey, let's uh, enjoy, you know? So maybe Legit. there's a video coming. But you were like, you were so good at Doug Ford and you blew up so much with that. You kind of found yourself in a bit of a Tina Fey, Sarah Palin situation where probably people saw you and they're just like, no, 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 do the Doug thing. Come on, do the Doug thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's been happening on stage too. Like the past couple yeah. times, I've been going to some clubs just to get the rust off, and like, you know, I'm promoting it, so people are coming to the audience and they're requesting it, and I don't have any jokes yeah. about it or anything on stage about it. So I'm like, you know, just riffing as Doug Ford, and then the people who don't know that I do it and are there, they're like, that's a terrible impression. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just like, you don't understand. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's pretty good. You just watch the videos. You know I, I mean, I mean <laughs> it is scary good. And I mean, you know, I lots of my family and friends back home, back up in Thunder Bay. I try really hard to not have that 
accent come out of my face on this radio show but uh you have a big fan base up there now my friend because of that uh we're also going to bring in our friend nick messina is on the panel sitting in a hotel room somewhere what are you doing man what's up guys uh kicking off my spring break vacation so here we are i'm kind of the outsider from uh, montreal quebec obviously you guys are all in canada they're having fun but uh, <laughs> it is what it is guys thank you for uh, thank you for having me on the show really appreciate it guys Hey, well, Dean, like here's one for you, Dean. Can you say Siciliano de Montreal? Siciliano de Montreal. Oh, okay, you go. got it, you got it. Okay, I, you know what? I mean, there's so much to get into with all of you guys, what kind of stuff you're going to be tackling at the show. And I mean, Nick, you, you know, coming from Montreal, as we said, I mean, this, this type of show is so huge there because it is a very, it's an event, it's a night out, it's a community thing. And also, I mean, Italian-Canadian comedy, the pulse of that, the, the heartbeat of that, is really Montreal. I mean, that's yeah. really where it all comes from. I mean, obviously here in Toronto, we have a huge community here, but that's that's born and bred in Montreal for sure. There's lots to get into with this panel. We're going to find out what they're talking about on That's Enough coming up April 1st in Toronto. We will be back with more inside jokes right here on Seicento Quaranta. Nailed it! Hey guys, it's Joe from Ipazza Entertainment. I'm here on Inside Jokes with... Trisha Sanaguida. Hey, Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, because the world's stuck in 2020 and now your vision can be too. We have some old friends of the show coming up live in Toronto for That's Enough. It's a Montreal-style dinner and a show, a big night, a big gala coming to Toronto April 1st. We got some heavy hitters on the show, some of our old friends. We got Lou Siciliano Reggiato. Wow, wow. Right? Wow. Look at that. Coaching and he got it. Right? On the break, our producer Vince is just teaching me Italian every commercial break. And it's where it's only taken almost seven years for me to learn almost say three words. That's it. Uh, We got Nick Messina over in Montreal, which uh, is kind of the heartbeat of all of this. This is where it was born. What's up, guys? How are we doing? You're sitting in a hotel room on vacation. That's great. Lockdown is over comedy is back and i mean nick you you know we were saying before the break montreal had it worse than we did even i mean you guys were completely yeah we we did we we were like uh you know mask mandates uh, curfews uh, imposed uh, can't go here can't go there it's been a real uh for lack of better terms a real shit show this last few years yeah. so uh, happy to be back happy to finally get some mandates lifted uh, vaccine passports are going to be uh you know lifted very soon so can't wait for that. It's been it's been a long two years in running. So are they allowing you to leave the country of Quebec to come to the show? Yes, of course, for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm fully vaxxed. I have my passport. So uh so you bono party. Don't worry about it. And by the way, Nick, uh, we could say you could say Mared show on the radio. And uh since we're talking Montreal, let's throw a few tacks in there. Why not? I don't Yeah, it's always a good Every couple of months, it's nice to try and remember who actually is listening from, you know, the network, who actually listens to the show. Try and skate a few things by on the air and see if anybody's, you know, paying attention anymore. We got our friend Mark Anthony on the line with us also, hitting the stage at That's Enough. And, of course, Trisha and Joe, who are behind Ipazzi Entertainment. 
big dinner and a show. This is the thing, though. So, I mean, you know, Toronto does have, like we were talking before the break about, yes, this was all born out of sort of this huge Italian-Canadian comedy community that is in Montreal. I mean, those shows have been selling out for years. There's a built-in audience there. Quebec in general, I mean, Quebec is just such a great place. And obviously, it's a cultural thing, especially with the Francophone crowds. But Quebec's such a great place for supporting their own. They really do have sort of their own little star system. I mean, you look at guys like Sugar Sammy that came out of there and I've, I've been at JFL before where there's like 10,000 people in the streets because he's performing outside in the park kind of a thing. So it really is great in Montreal for bringing, building up these crowds and sort of getting a fan base for stuff like this. Toronto is interesting because we have a huge Italian Canadian community here. Um, but not a lot of our comedy is sort of skewed towards that. And we always see whenever these shows do come in from, from Montreal or when we get Sebastian Maniscalco come up from Chicago, those crowds come out in droves. Theaters sell out. Tickets are gone instantly. People line up for it. So it's always interesting like why we don't sort of have more of that here. Joe and Trisha, was that sort of part of an idea of bringing that to Toronto? On ours, like, you know, when we wanted to, when we had the idea of setting this up the first time around, we wanted to, we had gone to these shows and we found that, you know, there were certain people that were always together on a lineup and we wanted to, we had such a great relationship with Nick in Montreal um, and Nick has such a huge fan base here. So we wanted to kind of mix it up a bit. And then uh, Lou as being our headliner, we had a great relationship with him, but Mark was our newcomer. So Mark came in um, later on. Uh, but Mark has just taken off. And so not only from an Italian perspective, but that whole Doug Ford theme. So our, the, the lineup is all Italians, you know, everyone yeah. we get emails saying, you know, is it just going to be an Italian show? And I'm like, no, not at all. Our comics are like, you know, they're verse and, you know, English, it's not just Italian. Yeah. But it was important to French, do a dinner right. setting. Um, the dinner setting is important because that is, uh, that's kind of like our background Italians, you know, we have conversations around a dinner table and we eat and we, you know, enjoy life and we need to bring that back. Well, and it is true. And that's another really interesting thing about Montreal comics. I, and again, I'm going to throw the name sugar Sammy out there is, is comics from Montreal. And I think it is because there is, you know, there's the Italian Canadian background. There's the Francophone comics perform in French and English. The comedy there is very theatrical comics that come out of Montreal are seem to be very good at playing up on their own background. So, I mean, obviously that's a huge thing in Italian comedy. You're talking about your background, you're talking about family, you're talking about the culture you grew up in, but they're not just doing it to a theater full of only Italian people. Obviously there's a huge following there, but they Montreal comics are so good at making this stuff relatable to a wide audience. So comics like Nick and Mark and Rajatu can go in front of a crowd, talk about this Italian stuff, talk about their family and all the sort of cliches and all that. But everybody in the crowd can get pulled into it. We all know what they're talking about, even when it's not our background. And I think that's the fantastic thing that's really unique about that scene. Uh, Lou, we're going to throw it to you first, actually. I mean, talking about, I mean, obviously you came from, from the online world. I mean, Years back when we first had you on this show, that's really where you were coming from. That's where your yeah, audience man. was. Social media scene, man. That's where social it was. media was. Yeah. You know, you were one of the one of the first ones on that frontier and built a huge audience there. Of course, over the years since, you have transitioned a lot to live on stage shows and festivals and all that. Yeah. But your whole persona is the angry Sicilian and a the lot angry to Sicilian. rant about. Yeah, man. That's you know, like you were just saying, Dean. It's all about the relatable comedy. It doesn't really matter whether you're Italian, whether you're you know 
Finnish, whatever we we Portuguese, whatever it is. It's yeah. all it's all it's all relatable, right? And that's what Vince is laughing. There's there's no Finnish people in. I mean, no, I'm the only Finnish one. Person. He's we were just talking about it on break. I was like, yeah, oh, we man. aren't funny. There's nothing funny. funny. There's nah, nothing, nothing funny about, about Finnish people, anyway, though. Well, we yeah. do the way they look and dance and stuff. But hey, we'll just get there another day. But um, but you were saying this is this whole comedy stuff and Italian comedy. Yeah, we have such a loyal following. It doesn't matter whether it's in Montreal, in Toronto. Yeah. Um, I got to say that the, 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 the loyalty of, of the Italian base, and it spreads out because myself, Nick, Mark, we all do relatable comedy, right? It's all comedy. That's it's all relatable. So it touches with the other European ethnicities, whether it be yeah. Portuguese, whatever. So they end up coming to our show as well. My last show um, that I did, uh, we had, I think there was probably about 100 or so Portuguese. And the show was very based on, on a, well, marketed it as, as an Italian show, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it worked. It, it, people were loving it. People were having a great time. So it's all about getting the laughter out. But, and back in Montreal, um, the last show I did was with uh, Victi Potato. And they, it, we just caught it in perfect timing where they were just lifting the restrictions a little bit. Yeah. And as soon as they lifted it, the, the, the promotion company out there, VMG, they made an announcement and it packed the place within like 400 plus people. And they came out in droves. So people are ready to come back live and have a good time. And even for us comics, we want to hear that laughter live. No more of this Zoom garbage. Well, yeah. One of, the, one of those magic little windows that was like a tease where there it was, was like weeks yeah. of, okay, we can do stuff. And then it's yeah. gone. It, it is funny. so good. Because, you know, all the comics we've talked to in the last, especially this past year, because it really has dragged on. But, you know, yeah. comics are really just chomping at the bit because, I mean, that's what comics do. You take the stuff going on around you and you turn that into comedy. You make it relatable to people. Lou, I mean, that's your whole persona. That's your whole online persona is you're ranting about stuff in real time. How much are you just chomping at the bit to get out there? And I mean, it's been a pretty crazy time. Comedy, yeah, comedy has been shut down, but it's been like pandemic war riots in the streets the climate like it's an insane time to be alive it's i think nothing crazy. is better to do than comedy right now you're absolutely right man you know what and, and it's, i'm so fortunate to say that that i i started off in in the social media scene so you, you kind of get out there you kind of play on the vibe of what's happening now and like right at this moment yeah but there's so much to talk about there's so much to do but sometimes uh what relates on video and what relates on stage is two different things. And like you said, I'm just chomping at the bit to hit the stage again and, and work them out on stage. It, even just to go work them out, and Mark, I'm sure, can attest to this. Even just to get out there and work on the bits is so hard right now because the clubs are not they weren't even open. Yeah. To, to kind of get out there and even work on this stuff, right? There's no so, workshop. There's, there's no, no workshop. Yeah. So th yeah. listen, I'm going to say social media for me is, that's where I started, like you said, and it's been a, a godsend because you get that instant reaction, that gratification of it's going to work, it's not going to work. You kind of play off on it. And I'm sure once, once you speak to Mark, Mark can, can attest. Listen, it's, yeah. He did his uncle, uh, his uncle Doug. It took off because <laughs> he hit it. He hit it in the right time and he nailed it. You know what I mean? Which, so, by the way, I'm I'm going to talk to Mark Anthony right now. But uh, I would, and by the way, to clarify something that uh, Lou Siciliano Rajatu said there, I'm the only Finnish Canadian person in comedy. Okay, and the reason for that is we aren't known for being hilarious. We're known for stoicism and excellent bone structure. So there's none of there's I plenty agree. of Italians in comedy. There's no Finns in there for a reason. 
<laughs> I mean, Mark Anthony, this is, I mean, this is totally familiar turf for you though, because I mean, yeah, you went online and did all these viral sketches and videos and stuff during the pandemic. But I mean, for years before this, you were always building your own brand. You live theater shows, producing them yourselves with funny man out in the burb. That's what you did. You filled up theaters for years. So, I mean, this must be familiar turf going back to a show like this for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait. I mean, uh, I started with stand up and then it's funny. I actually tried to keep shows like this a little bit at bay because I didn't want to get trapped in a certain niche of doing only specific Italian shows or specific types of shows. So I decided to, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll do a couple a year, which kind of bit me in the ass a little bit. Can I say it's too late? Well, he did. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, it, yeah, yeah. it, it kind of hurt me a little bit because then when I started to produce shows myself, going to doing these kinds of things like in Italian banquet halls or whatnot, the Italian community didn't really know who I was. And I was like, oh man, I've been doing stand-up for years, you know, yeah. and doing Italian jokes and so on and so forth. And then going on to social media kind of really helped that doing uh, Italian stuff online. And of course the, the Doug thing uh, really, really took off. Nothing to do with Italians, but you know, Italian comedy pages and stuff like that started to push me a little bit, uh, which I guess is starting to get people to know who I am and stuff. Um, and uh, Lou is right where you, you get that instant gratification online, but also no one's going to tell you that it, it sucks. Like, you know, in <laughs> yeah. the you know, in the comment section, people like, it's very rare that someone's going to blast you for it not being good. But you know, when you're on stage, you get that instant negativity as well. You're like, Oh, yeah. that didn't work. And I yeah. know it. Whereas online, you're like, okay, a hundred yeah. people liked it and commented. That it was great. There's probably about a thousand people that just didn't give me the finger in the comments for whatever reason. So it's hard to judge how bad your stuff is doing on social media in return. Um, I mean, right. it's true because you don't you know, if you're on stage and you get a dead reaction. Oh, boy, you feel that. That's the, oh. that cuts straight yeah. to the soul. Can you really bomb online? That's the interesting thing. I mean, you, you get trolls commenting, but you there's no energy to feel there. Like you can't, it's it's not the same as really. Yeah, and, there, and there's so many uh, variables, like the yeah. time you post it and whatnot. You could be like, oh, this video didn't get as many views. Does that mean it wasn't as good? It's like, well, you posted this one at 3 a.m. and the other <laughs> one at, you know, 1 p.m. You're like, well, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it's 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 a tough thing to manage, but I can't wait to get back in front of the banquet halls. It's all It's different than a club. You know yeah. what I mean? Everything's more spaced out, high ceilings and all that kind of stuff. So when you get those laps rolling, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. And I think there's a sort of call, like there's a sort of openness there too, because when you're at a club, a lot of call, a lot of people in the crowd are just like, whatever, I paid five bucks to be here. Show me, prove something to me. You know, there's sort of this resistance there. Sometimes there's this intensity to it. When you get people out at a big theater show like this, it's a dinner show. It's a night out. It's, it's an event. It's something they planned for. They're there and they're open and receptive to that. Like they're there to enjoy it. They're there to soak in all of that. So there's a certain, it's like a warm bath for a lot, a lot of comics, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't always get that in the clubs and at uh, Mike's. All right, we're gonna throw it to break. We're gonna come back with more of our That's Enough <laughs> panel right here on Inside Jokes. We'll be right back on Seicento Quaranta. All right, what's up, everyone? This is Nick Messina, Sijan Di Mondrial, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Gloria, 
Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you stand six feet away from everyone you know and love. We are talking That's Enough comedy coming live to Toronto April 1st. It is dinner and a show, Montreal style, baby. We got a full panel tonight. Uh, speaking of Montreal, Nick Messina, I wanted to throw this one to you because you kind of touched on this before the break. In Montreal, I mean, when you are, you're performing in Italian, sometimes you're performing in English, sometimes you're performing in French, sometimes it's really a unique comedy scene in Canada for that. I mean, we don't really see that anywhere else. We don't really have that here in Toronto. Don't have it out in Vancouver. How much does your material change, though, based on what you're performing in? I mean, are you just straight up translating no matter what one of the three languages or are you completely in a different thing? depending on who you're talking to and depending what language you're performing in. Well, it, it all depends because what happens is like a lot of times when you have your material and you know what you're going to say, uh, you kind of build up the material. And then when the punchline comes out uh, and you say it in Italian or you say it in Sicilian, yeah. uh, you kind of wait for that feedback for the crowd to kind of react and say, oh my God, yeah, it's funny. And they, and they can relate to it. But the, the problem sometimes is when you have to translate uh, a lot of the things kind of get lost in translation. So if you have a crowd, once I did a show, I remember I did a show for um, for a high school, like a fundraiser type of thing. And the um, the crowd was mainly French, you know? And there was a lot of like French slash Italian French, but then there was some English French, uh, English Italians as well. And sometimes the joke doesn't, doesn't kind of catch on to, like quickly. And then after you kind of have to like repeat it for them to say, oh yeah, now I get it, you know? Yeah. So it, it all depends on, a lot of times it all depends on the crowd because my my humor and my comedy is based on the Sicilian dialect, right? So a lot of Italians kind of understand the Sicilian dialect. So they're kind of the ones that chuckle a bit, yeah. but it's always the Italian, like the Sicilians that really relate to what you're saying. And they're the ones that kind of give you the the ultimate laughter, you know, which is, what is very rewarding for us as a comedian when you're on stage. But sometimes, yeah, the whole translation bit can get a bit tricky, especially when you're doing live comedy. Well, and some stuff, I mean, some stuff is specific to that culture or it's a specific thing in that language where it really wouldn't make sense or really wouldn't work in the other. It's like, you know, I don't know here who here watched Game of Thrones, but Hodor was named for Hold the Door. If they aired that on Tele Latino, his name would have been Sosten La Puerta. That would have made no sense. They would have or, been or, yeah. <laughs> or, or La Porta. Yeah, right? That wouldn't have made any sense for the but anyway, yeah, there's certain things that are just so buried in that language that yeah. work in the crowd. And it, you can't just yeah. straight up translate everything. I mean, Lou, you know this of course as well, performing in different languages. It's yeah. like there is there is some stuff that is for that crowd and that crowd only. Yeah, that that's why that's why you going back to what Mark said, being stuck in that stigma, that's why I've created my my show, like my set, a very English uh, um pronounced almost like Sebastian Menescalco and uh um, you know you know the other like uh, George Lopez where you can throw in a couple of words out of Italian here and there, but it's mostly in English. Um, yeah. And again, back to Nick's point, you have to read your crowd. You know, in a show like this, where it's promoted to, to you know, a lot of Italians, or you're in Woodbridge, or in Vaughan, where, you know, you're surrounded by the WAPs, right? So you, you have to kind of really kind of get in there and, and kind of speak that language. You read the crowd, right? Like Nick yeah. said, you, you, you throw a couple of words out there, 
and if they stick, they stick. If you don't stick, you gotta pivot. You gotta go out and do your English stuff and and yeah. have have fun with it, right? So fun, yeah. It's tough, you know. It's being in this niche of Italian comedy, which you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm with Mark. I'm trying to break away from. To be honest with you, so it's it's uh it's it's tough. It's tough to kind of break in out of that niche. But like I said, the loyalty from from these. I hate, I hate to call them fans, but fans and friends and the loyalty is just so good that I, I just can't break through from them. Joe, would you say it's like a small fringe community in the Italian? It world? is a very small fringe community in this Italian. So I've been dying to use that line. Okay. Yeah, and a very quiet yeah. one, too. A very you know? quiet, small fringe community <laughs> that come out in like droves when we put on the show. Yeah. Well, and that's the, you know, and, and I mean, that's you know, that's the artistry of it right there in the comedy is making it relatable. I mean, when I watch, when I watch your stuff that is about that Italian background and sort of all those cliches and all that, like I don't have an Italian background. I didn't grow up in an Italian family, but it doesn't matter because you make it relatable to me. And when I'm watching it, it's yeah. funny for me as you well. Hang out with Vince. Into it, it becomes familiar to me and I don't have that same experience, you know, you hang, you hang out with Vince. So you, you know, exactly. You can compare, you can say, Oh yeah, that schmuck does that. He does. That's do right. That. I've been the only that's it's yeah. It. I've been surrounded with it for almost seven years right. of radio. Oh, we oh, literally oh, used to have John Catucci bringing cannolis into the studio. That's what this show's been <laughs> been like the entire good. time. All right, we're gonna come back. Uh, I wanna I wanna pick Trisha and Joe's brains on uh, how they got into producing comedy because Mark Anthony can attest to this. He's been self producing and filling theaters for years. Our own producer Vince doesn't just produce this show. He took a stab at a comedy festival a couple of years ago. We all know producing live shows is a whole other animal and it's a whole other it's a terrifying all on its own there's there's getting up on stage and facing that down but there's also producing a show of this size and and waiting for those seats to fill up it's a whole other animal and a whole other skill set so we're going to come back with more of that's enough right here on inside jokes What's up, everybody? This is Mark Anthony Synagogue, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Girl, you thought it was a man, but it was a muffin. He hung around till you found that it didn't know nothing. Girl, you thought it was a man, but it only was a puffin. No cry. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course streaming coast to coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. We are talking That's Enough, dinner and a show, a big comedy showcase coming here in Toronto from the mean streets of Montreal, April 1st. I want to shoot it over to the producers behind this, behind Epoxy Entertainment, Joe and Trisha. I mean, Trisha, you mentioned earlier in the show, you've been to these shows in Montreal, you've been in the crowd, you've followed these comics but I mean, producing a comedy show and especially something of this size and this scope and really coming out of the gate when everything is just starting over again and all the live stuff is happening. It's a it's a huge undertaking and it's a it's a totally different skill set than stand up itself. I mean, Mark Anthony knows he's been producing his own theater shows for years, but it's it's a whole other animal. How did both of you get into this? Was comedy always something that you were fans of and wanted to sort of sink your teeth into? Yeah, for me, um, growing up, I was the class clown. Um, I think the older I got um, and having kids, I think I had to tone it down a bit. So I'm not as funny as I was anymore, you know. 
but I've always been a fan of comedy. Always. Um, you know, comedy, uh, movie nights, you know, what do we watch James Bond or do you want to watch, uh, Eddie Murphy? I'm going to be yeah. Eddie Murphy, you know? <laughs> I mean, it is uh, Trisha for you. I mean, it's again, it's 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 a it's its own science producing something like this and filling those seats and branding it and trying to trying yeah. to do it right. Was this something you had seen yourself doing for a while? So I had done shows, corporate events in the past, where you know I'm and anybody who does this, like we have sleepless nights, like because I'm constantly envisioning from the moment I have people walking in and how is the flow going to be. You know, and I have to work with an AV company and staging and I just need to, I'm always thinking. And so even this morning, I'm sending messages to poor Joe at four in the morning. Cause I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm, my mind is always racing, but I need to yeah. make sure that I visually can see how the show is going to be from the moment that we walk in to the end. Um, and where we say thank you. And then that's where the, the dancing starts, but it's constantly, you have to think like it's what happens if a microphone isn't working, like you gotta be, it's always one step ahead of what might happen. And you have to think shows like this, nothing ever runs smoothly. Um, yeah. so <laughs> you know, exactly right. You have, <laughs> but you know, we have, we're, you know, when we develop the script for, you know, for Mark Anthony, because Mark Anthony is, you know, starting off the show, you know, he needs to know exactly and he needs to be able to visualize, okay, so I'm going to say this because this video is going to come in. And we have a whole, um, you know, video crew that's been producing commercials, mini commercials for our sponsors, because we wanted to do something different than ask them, give me money for the show. Yeah. So we've actually incorporated these little mini commercials to kind of bring their brand to life. So um, that's what we are now doing. We're crunch time where we're working with all our sponsors doing these commercials, but the flow, anybody wants to produce this, a show like this, you got to visualize every component um, and you have to actually see how it's going to play out because that can uh, make or break your show, right? It really is. And I mean, I know Nick knows as well from producing shows in Montreal for years and, and doing it successfully, marked it successfully. But I mean, I remember from my stand-up years, I mean, there's the anxiety of a tough crowd. There's the, there's the gut punch of when you go up there and just eat it and bomb. But nothing is more anxiety-inducing than when you are self-producing a big show and you're watching the door and watching the seats that hour before the show starts and just waiting for it to fill up. That's I, 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 I don't miss it. <laughs> I have to say, I, I praise you guys who do huge shows like this and do it well, because it is quite a skill set all its own. Uh, we're going to go around the panel, find out where we can find all our comics and what they've been working on. But first up, Trisha and Joe. So we have That's Enough coming to Toronto April 1st. Where can folks see it? Where can we get tickets? All that good stuff. Tickets can be purchased on eventbrite.com. Um, our link in our Instagram or send us an email at ipatsyentertainmentgroup.gmail.com. Yeah, very Excellent. simple. There we go. And it's April 1st here in Toronto. Huge dinner and a show. It's an event. It's Montreal style. Definitely something you don't want to miss uh, and something we haven't been able to see or do in two solid years. So do not miss it. Mark Anthony, where can we find you, my friend? You can find me at not Mark Anthony um, on all platforms, uh, YouTube, Mark Anthony TV or Mark and Austin channel for sketches. And that's it. There we go. Beautiful. Luciciliano yeah. Reggiato, where can we find you? 
Um, you can find me on uh, all social media platforms, Lucy Chiliano Rajatu. Uh, you, you can go ahead and find it on uh, Google. I'm the first one that pops up because I'm the only one. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got to, you know what? So gratefully to say I have a bunch of shows lined up uh, from uh, now, uh, all in Toronto so far and uh, heading to the U.S. Uh, in uh, three months from now. So Beautiful. Things are coming back. Go. Gratefully coming back. And Nick Messina, our friend in Montreal, where can we catch you, my friend? Yeah, mainly on Instagram, at Siciliano di Montreal, the whole word Montreal. I'm also on uh, Twitter. I'm also on YouTube as well. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I even have a SicilianoDiMontreal.com, a little mini website. People can check me out there. And uh, But my main stuff is uh, Facebook and Instagram. There we go. Don't forget, you can catch That's Enough and all of these comics live in Toronto April 1st. That is our show. You can catch all of our episodes right back to the beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Mark Anthony Synagoga as his Uncle Doug Ford character. Hey everybody, this is Uncle Doug here. I'm at the Freedom Convoy. I thought there was a bunch of food trucks here. I haven't seen this many people back in one place since the classroom. I'm just trying to find the truck that's responsible for stocking the Timmy's. We're in Vaughn here. I think every landscaping company is out today. Paving the way for a better Ontario. I might stop by the big cannoli later. I'm looking for my daughter, guys. I don't know. She's probably in one of these freaking trucks. Listen, can one of you guys bring me a beaver tail? Two cinnamon sugars. This guy is going to bring me back a beaver tail from Ottawa. Hey, buddy, if you mind if you make sure all the Timmy's are packed up for me. Oh, you hear that? My smart oven just told me that I got to pull out a cheesecake. CP24 helicopter up there. Maybe they're looking for JT. I mean, some people aren't a fan. We got the cops here. Maybe they got a couple donuts for Uncle Doug. Fine, arrest me. I had a couple already this morning. I'm redder than the top of my cherry cheesecake. The bridge is packed. I think JT misread the numbers on this one. Look at that giant lamb. That would look good on my Traeger, eh? That's another nice, beautiful truck. You think they got a mini fridge in there? You can hide for five days, JT, but they're going to get you. Have fun. I'm going to be in my cottage. Dougie's got to take a breather. 